welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I'm your host, Logan the Barbarian. And boy, it seems like it's been a minute on my end. <laughs> I've been moving, so we had a bunch of episodes recorded. And uh, I stopped recording a while back and haven't recorded as frequently. I had them loaded up and ready to go so that we had our daily episodes going. And this is the first episode I'm going to be recording in the new house, the new place. I'm going to toy with video, so might have a video version of me recording this pop up on the internet uh somewhere like the youtube or something like that so take a take a look and see if you're interested you can check me out in the game room uh it's still getting set up so we're getting it going so today is zine thursday and i've got a zine called loot the plutes Ooh, it's a neat little zine it's a it's a so it's about 30 pages long now I got this off itch.io. There was the Texas trans teen bundle that, that came out a little bit ago where you get a whole bunch of games with one giant bundle uh, for supporting for, I can't remember. It was something ridiculously low price. They were asking originally like $5. I think you, you could give a little more or whatnot, but it was pretty successful raising money for the issue. And uh, I got a bunch of stuff I want to check out now. Beautiful thing about this, let me say, is that it's real good and easy to print out in zine format. And that's one of the things I'm looking for. If I've got a PDF, I want it to be black and white and be able to just hit booklet, print, and print. And you could, and it fits perfect. The art's really neat. These little, I want to call them doodles. These characters look like they're little doodles in here. It's got a map of the city, Gilderberg. Loot the Plutes, a game by Penflower Inc., so you can go to penflowerinc.itch.io. I'll put the I'll put the link in the show notes. Loot the plutes. And let's get started. When you first open this, it it gives you a uh, it gives you a little disclaimer. I want to I want to read this disclaimer because it's interesting. I thought it was one of the things that was like, ooh, this is the game I want to check out. I want to know more about this. Let me get my glasses on to read it. I need my reader glasses to read it. While this game is set in a hyper-capitalistic society, it does not invite or legitimize the introduction of bigotry at the table. As mentioned later in this document, there is no discrimination based on color, appearance, disability, faith, sex, or gender in the city of Gilderberg. You may not create supplements or adventure modules based on Loot the Plute if you also intend to promote any forms of bigotry listed above. See also the pre-adventure discussion. Now, you are in the city of Gilderberg and the many towered city of Gilderberg, as it calls it. Then I'm going to read directly from here. There are uh, six horrendously wealthy families owns all the industry commerce property in Gilderberg. What it, what it sets up is this very uh, strong class structure that's apparently passed down through through generation to generation in these families and it fleshes out the families and kind of gives you an idea of who they are and the patriarch or matriarch of the family etc cetera, etc cetera, who what industry they have and hold power over like one of them is in control of the medicine all all any kind of medical medicine surgery all that stuff that you would need pharmacies clinics hospitals it says they own them all one of them i believe is in charge of like the lumber and one of them is has a monopoly on all the food and growing and stuff like that so you got these six powerful families and they kind of divide up the city and they have their ivory towers that they live in that the people can't get into 
So as I read through this, I guess that I feel like there should be a little quick introduction that says, hey, you're there's really rich people. And the whole point of the game is you're supposed to rob them. <laughs> but that's what I, kind of the kind of the impression I get. And it talks about preparing your adventures. We're looting the plutes. We're um, it says somewhere towards the back crafting your adventures. You make your rumors and your plans and execute your plans. They seem to be based around getting loot from the rich and stuff like that. And then there's a chart at the end where you can have the different events. You roll on the events uh, that are occurring that are wine tastings, afternoon teas, club meetings, book signings, things along those lines. And then the, the loot that you're looking for, gemstones, jewelries, gold, secret codes, toys, item of food, et cetera, et cetera. There's a bunch of stuff here. Just kind of a random thing to roll up what it is you're going to build your adventure around. So as we go on, they have, uh, you get to play. Uh, well, let me go back to the city for a minute because the city's interesting. It's got kind of, I want to say they've given it a sort of steampunk vibe. There is a lot like a steam powered uh, double decker buses. They have a really neat little image in, in the book of these, these buses. They also have these other cars, these uh, rail car type things that are suspended by wires and move along. And those are forms of transportation you can use to get across the city, but they are costly. So most people just walk. And, and the city's divided into six or seven sections. I think it may have been seven. And in order to pass from one section to the other section, you have to pay. So most people live and die in their own section divided out in the city. And it's it's walled up around the sides and there's there's little walls splitting it out out the different sections and you're stuck in there. As for the there's technology, there are rumors that that the wealthy, the, the plutes, are they the plutes that were looting, looting the plutes, have access to some form of communication that's instant, perhaps the telephone. But most people use messengers. So I figured the messenger thing, especially after our recent world building episode that we did a few weeks ago, or last weekend or so, messenger service thing has been in my mind. So I think it would be some cool messenger adventures there you could do. Delivering messages as part of the adventure. And that wouldn't be as much of a looting. Maybe we could loot the messengers as they're delivering what it is they're, they're looting. So it gives, uh, it, it talks about the different, uh, so there's, there is some sort of enchantment, like like sort of magic, I guess, will be called enchantment. And it talks a bit about the cultures and the norms in here. Most things are available only to the wealthy. People do get education and can read through a black market schooling, but it seems to be privatized education that's dominant. And, you know, education is, most things are reserved for the wealthy. The workers work and toil to make them and keep them rich. There's a lie that's told that the workers or that the people can rise to this greatness that seems to never be actually a thing that occurs or can occur. And it's kind of, that's how they lay it out in the book and explain that they're being, they're being sold a, a line of, a line of bull, a, a cockamamie, whatever you call it. And you can't actually obtain the wealth and power that they have. At least not by legal means. That's why we're going to loot them. It goes over the different houses. The Addingtons are the the doctors, so to say. Then they have the... Uh, well, I don't think I need to go over each one. They, they're so, uh, yeah, let's talk about the, the... I don't think they call them races. The folk, the different, uh, the different peoples that you can play. And the city is inhabited by six humanoid folk. The Brel, cat folk. 
They're, so they're guests, they're the cat folk. The hill folk, the natch, K-apostrophe-N-A-C-H, or rat folk. The lavashar, lavashar, L-E-S-H-V-A-R, lavashar, which are like lizard people. The mountain folk and the valley folk. Now, the mountain folk seem to me, when I look at the pictures and stuff, to be inspired kind of by dwarves. Whereas, was it the, let me double check here. I think one of them looks like it might be some kind of gnomish folk. The hill folk perhaps are gnomish of some sort. I'm not sure. There are humanoid. And then you have the valley folk, which are definitely elven type type creatures that are running throughout this. Um, they have, the, the drawings aren't neat. One of the strong points of this is definitely the art. The art is not bad in here. I like, I like the little characters they have in it and whatnot. It's fun. Then you have your expertise. So it's, it's kind of like a class. In the expertise, you have burglary, pickpocketing, disguises, fighting, and inventing. Now, the system itself, they gave a name to it, a four-point system. I'm not familiar with it. I probably should have Googled it before I started talking about it. I'll probably check into it and see what I can figure out about this, where it's derived from. I'm going to give you, from best I understand from reading it through once, how it worked. It seems really easy. You have, like, I'll go to the character sheet. You have like four attributes. You got wits, stamina, dexterity, and sociability. And with those, you have an allotted amount. You're going to roll like eight six-sided dice, and you have you have your choice of how you distribute those throughout. Uh, you can do point by with them sort of thing, or you can just determine which how many D6 you roll for each one. And what you do is you can do a luck roll, which is just a D6. It's a D6-based system. One, two, three is a failure. Four, five, six is a success. Then you complicate that by adding advantage and disadvantage, which means now a one and a two is a failure if you have advantage. And a three, four, five, six is a success. And vice versa for the disadvantage. One, two, three, four is a failure. Five and six is a success. The other thing you can do is just spend your points from your attributes uh, for success, just as an automatic success type thing, how difficult the task is, which is interesting. So if you have a lot of strength points, you can just be like, oh, in order to succeed, I just need to spend three of these points and go ahead and spend them and succeed at the task. Now, mind you, it seems that they're taking damage as well from those attributes you're spending. So you might want to weigh out when you're going to do that. Most of the time, you're going to probably stick with the luck whenever you have an advantage. You're going to know, okay, I got an advantage in this. I'm going to use it. And your different, uh, your different whatever folk you are influences the advantage and disadvantage you have. They put a lot of a lot of emphasis on safety tools, table safety tools, and things like this in here. Pre-adventure discussions and having that playing collaboratively. They give you some good individual questions and group questions, things along those lines to kind of start start the game going. I mean, that goes into how to craft your adventure. All in all, about 30 pages, loot the blue, it's well worth it. You could definitely get a, if you wanted a one shot, it wouldn't be bad for a one shot. You could definitely, it looks like you pull off a full campaign with this thing as well. Uh, I imagine if I do get a chance to pull at the table, it'll probably be a one shot type thing. We'll check it out and see what it's like. This is the kind of thing I think some folks in our group would get into going after the 
the greedy rich folks and their ivory towers at the top. That's about all I have for today. If you've enjoyed what you, oh boy, it's been a minute since I've done this. It's been almost two weeks, it feels. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. And those of you that have, thank you so much. You can find us on Facebook. Just give us a search, Wobblies and Wizards. We're kind of active there on the Facebook page. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at LogarHaleCrom. We have a Patreon. Any support you could give us on the Patreon, we could really, really use and we really appreciate. It takes a lot of our time and effort to crank out a daily RPG podcast, uh, being able to pay for some of the, the subscriptions and stuff that we pay for to keep these things going as well comes out of our pocket. And, you know, we've been able to actually cover some of the costs here lately, thanks to the generosity of our patrons. And I want to thank you all so much. And as always, keep those dice rolling. <laughs>